Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner Khan. That challenge is there for you to make a new choice. It's not happening to you. Today on episode 508 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with strategic transformation and self-mastery guide, Shauna Pelton. I'm going to ask Shauna how to be proactive rather than reactive when you're stuck in a difficult situation and much more. You can find out more about Shauna along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Now, before we get into our discussion, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends at SiteHub. If you want to use cutting-edge digital thinking combined with top-notch industry expertise to build your website, contact SiteHub at yoursitehub.com. That's yoursitehub.com. Now let's welcome Shauna Pelton. Shauna is a strategic transformation and self-mastery guide. Having trained under various teachers with an eclectic range of methodologies, Shauna brings nearly two decades of experience and rigorous study to her work. She is grounded in practical proven techniques, yet embodies the work of deeply spiritual practice, free from dogma for helping people reduce fear and uncertainty in a world of rapid change. Shauna, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. Uh, so, Shauna, you and I have gotten to know each other a little bit before recording this episode, and I'd love to actually start off by talking a little bit about strategic transformation and what that means to you. Sure. So, you know, people usually get to that place in their life when they hit what I call a choice point. It's that moment when you know you can't keep doing that same old thing you've been doing or else, you know, risk, you know, losing everything or or just struggling to have that rubber meets the road moment where you have a shift. And the thing is, is when people are reactive, meaning they feel the tension, they feel the stress, they know something's not right, but they're not thoughtful in how to move forward. They oftentimes are impulsive with their decisions and and don't necessarily have the result that they want. So a strategic transformation is very thoughtful. It's it's mindful of all of the components. You know, I say looking at, at all the puzzle pieces so that you can have, you know, understanding of where you've been, where you're at, what you want, and then ultimately create that, that plan of action to achieve the desired result. Right. So it's, it's being very proactive mm-hmm. in addressing what's going on in your situation versus being reactive. Exactly. Exactly. And what are some of the, the methodologies that you might use with people? Well, so my work actually has evolved over the years. In my background, I had, uh, I guess I call it my past life, my past work life. I actually was a holistic healer and worked with the physical body and then um, worked with, you know, hard to treat conditions and that sort of thing. Uh, And then I actually started to realize that, um, you know, the physical health issues were related to our mental uh, and emotional 
uh, health issues or imbalances. Um, and then stress, of course, affects your health. And so over the years, as I've reinvented myself and as I've actually kind of pursued my passions for my career, I actually realized, you know, in looking back, speaking of strategic, I realized that if I were to take holistically look at everything that I've done over the past 20 years of being in service, mind, body, spirit, that emotion, really understanding that there are stages of the journey and looking at, you know, which stage people are in, knowing what they need for that stage and being really specific about like, you know, building blocks. So the way that I see it, I look at it like remodeling a home. Let's just say when you go into, you know, you buy this, this uh, remodeled or and a home that needs to be remodeled. And so you look at it and you say, okay, we need to do demo day. And you take out all of the um, things that are non-essentials. So that would be stage one, what's non-essential. And so um, then you have the bare bones of this building and you have to kind of rebuild from that foundation up based on the vision that you have. So I guess the long story short, to answer your, your question more succinctly, when people come to me in that first stage, it's really about breaking free of the, you know, the inner stories that led to where they're at that keep that are keeping them stuck. So we have to get rid of the old programs in their thinking, the way that they see the world, the way that they see their business, the way that they see themselves, whatever's causing them to be stuck in that place. We have to go through a demo day, if you would. <laughs> so that's what I start with. And so it's like the the inner work to begin with is mainly the, the mind, you know, the subconscious mind. We work on clearing subconscious belief systems that cause people to behave in ways that keep them stuck. Mm. Shana, what's an example of a um, kind of situation where you have helped somebody go through one of these transformations? So one example would be, and I think that you know, everyone can relate to having distrust in the workplace, you know, with um, with not being able to engage with, say, if it's a, a you know, employee, they, they don't trust their, their leader, they don't trust their manager, and then they kind of just feel like they're unhappy at work. And so I have many of the same examples that happen. Basically, what I always tell people is that when we have lost that sense of connection when we lost trust, when we don't want to engage, when we feel like we're not happy, in this example at the workplace, right? One thing that I do is really help people to get into their own uh, story, like what does this remind you of from your past? Because whenever we feel distrust, that um, they, that that breaks down a healthy relationship that actually causes us to not engage in life, then we have to look at where it began. What was the seed point for that? And so I've actually had uh, many of the same uh, kind of result, which means like freeing up what we think 
is the cause of, or excuse me, what we think is the problem rather. Like um, I, I'm having tension with this person and we're butting heads. We don't see eye to eye. Everything that they say makes me angry or it makes me feel not good enough or they don't they don't think uh, they, that, you know, I'm capable, that sort of thing, tension in that workforce. And so by going into your past in a way that's, um, again, that whole strategic process and looking at where this began, where this story originated about myself, then you can actually eliminate from the root that, that belief system. When you clear the belief system and then you learn, and this is the other step, and this is stage two, it's like, all right, develop new skills for engaging. You actually show up in a new way with that person you once had tension with person that triggered you, the person that made you the most like frustrated, you end up having a new way of engaging. And then you create what I call, it's the energy freeze up, you know, the energy for healing, the energy for reconnection, the energy for building trust. And then the funny thing that happens is that um, a few things that I've seen happen with people, the person ends up going away, meaning like the job, the organization changed and they ended up getting a new boss. <laughs> um, they ended up getting a promotion and, and ended up with, you know, they didn't have that same person as their leader. Or they ended up getting a new opportunity to move somewhere else for, you know, better pay or for like just better opportunities all around. So you can see what's funny is by not directly addressing what you think the problem is quote unquote, this other person, what you think is outside of you, and you focus on yourself, then you end up creating a whole new result. Yeah. Many people have had challenges with a direct supervisor. Right. At some point in their career. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I suspect that this is pretty common. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, certainly if you're having difficulty with a supervisor, that can that can certainly make you feel really unpleasant about about uh, the hours that you spend at work. I would imagine you're going to be pretty uncomfortable and dreading mm-hmm. start starting your workday, and then leaving the workday at the end of the day, not feeling particularly good about what has occurred, mm-hmm. which which may carry into the evening and overnight, and just lead to overall stress and anxiety. Absolutely. And you know what? Dread is that word and people do dread it. And they and they also tell me that they just don't feel like it's who they really are, meaning like the way that they're living their life, the way that they're showing up in this challenge and and um, the, how they act when they're triggered and even the habits that they have. Like, so for example, like, you know, when we're stressed about this situation that we just can't seem to resolve because we think it involves somebody else's change, then we end up resorting to our go-to fight or flight behaviors, meaning like, so it's in that, you're in that stress response, right? So the way that we deal with stress is learned. So oftentimes people were will overeat, will overindulge themselves, will drink too many glasses of wine. They will, you know, kind of binge on TV or do things that ultimately aren't in alignment with their true values, aren't in alignment with their, you know, potential. And then they don't like themselves. They feel like ashamed or guilty about it and they're angry even more. And then they they end up feeding this beast. They keep almost like 
putting themselves back into this vicious cycle of of behaviors, you know, the way that they they show up. And so, uh, yeah, that's absolutely a a predicament <laughs> for a lot of people. Oh, wow, it sure is. Shauna, do some of the people that fall into the scenario that we've just described where they're in the corporate situation and they're they're unhappy, they're feeling unfulfilled, feeling stressed, feeling anxiety with uh, who they're working with, uh, and it probably spills over into the kind of work they're doing. Yeah. Do, they, just, do some of them end up pursuing something as an entrepreneur as the next step? You know what? And that's a really great question because that's oftentimes what people, that's their revelation. It's what they come to. And, you know, the, the conclusion that people, a lot of people come to, you know, especially with, within the corporate world, you know, you have a lot of high functioning, high achieving top performers and they don't feel like they're at their best, but they don't know what to do about it or they feel stuck um, where they're at and they can't see what the next step is, or they can't see their way out, but they're curious if an entrepreneurial endeavor is for them. And it can be a range of, you know, whatever that entrepreneurial endeavor is, is, is unique to the individual. It's unique to their experience and to their skills and to their passions and interests and mission and all of that. But absolutely. And what I think in, from my, you know, as I mentioned, you know, doing this work for 20 years and what I've witnessed and it's, it's, clear to me that when you get to that place where you have that type of challenge that causes you to stop and reflect on your options, that challenge is there for you to make a new choice. It's not happening to you. And so that's the, that I believe the reframe that we have to come to, you know, to look at it differently. And when we ask the right questions, you know, what, what is in this challenge for me? And um, the oftentimes is the opportunity to kind of take the leap into the unknown world of entrepreneurialism. And um, yeah, a lot of people are interested, but in the same on the it's like the a different side of the same coin is they're in also in fear because they don't know what that means they've only ever been or more often than not have almost only ever been in the situation where they've been part of an organization and the business was built for them and they were contributors so yeah it's definitely a thought and it's also quite scary for people to to kind of pursue it as well yeah. So what advice do you have for people who may be in that kind of situation to help address the fear? So uh, the first thing I always acknowledge is that whatever challenge that you're faced with, the the uh, like whatever the he- darkest, most difficult pain is, it's also possible for the most the highest potential in that moment. Um, So I always remind people to not focus solely on what's causing you fear, what feels like pain, you know, emotional pain, mental pain, all of that struggle. And instead focus on what it, what is possible, you know, start to get curious by asking questions of yourself, curious questions like, you know, what if, what if I were to pursue this you know, what's possible for me. So again, it's just asking the right questions. And then the other thing is, you know, and and this is, sometimes it's an obvious, but other times it's not so, so obvious for some people. Don't go at it alone. 
And what I mean by that is that there's so many resources and coaches and programs and services that help someone move from that place of the, you know, the the person who is in that situation and working for a company into an entrepreneurial endeavor, you know? And I think, you know, that's really important to pursue is the right opportunity, the right guide, the right program for you and your needs. But first, I suppose, before you even get to that place, you have to ask yourself, what are my needs? And so really it's a it's a bit of discovery. And that's why I brought kind of bring it back to the questions again, you know, asking the right questions leads to um, the right answers, if you would. Right. And Sean, I, I love the way you you characterize the biggest fear as holding the most potential and then breaking that down to understand, okay, what is it that that I might need in order to try to fulfill that potential? Absolutely. And focus on the potential rather than the fear and then provide the person who's going through this with the tools to be able to maximize the potential. I think what you're speaking to is a lot of the fear is in the unknown, we don't have the tools or the resources because we haven't experienced this kind of this kind of path before. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Right. So if we have the tools and the resources to do a better job pursuing the path and if it if it's going from employment to entrepreneurship, that's a big scary jump if you haven't been an entrepreneur before. There are lots of people who have done it and can provide you some guidance and some uh, some methodologies for being more successful in the transition. Absolutely. And, you know, and that was even my, you know, my own realization when I was on, I was working for a clinic and I was doing healing work. And I, when I tell you for two years I was stuck in that place of my head of like, I want to do my own thing. I want to break free of needing this person to kind of fill my schedule, so to speak, or this company to fill my schedule. Because I I still do service work. You know, I'm still in that like service-based entrepreneurial uh, world. But, you know, I had to take that leap of faith. But, you know, once I realized I actually want what I needed and why I was afraid was because I just needed a few extra skills you know and so that's when i decided to invest in myself to to gain the skills that i knew would carry me through as an as an entrepreneur and where did you get the most help at that point so it's really funny because i i actually I, there's a few different areas that i got the most help one would be so i wanted and this was my mission or my my desire i wanted to go from needing to show up at an office and have that like typical 9 to 5 schedule and and work you know trade uh time for dollars by doing one client at a time and i wanted to know what it would take to build a, a virtual company and also you know instead of doing one on one or not instead of, but in addition to, do one-to-many. And so I ended up working with a program that was, I invested a, a year into developing that ability to be able to like know what it took to actually kind of build the model, to build the systems and that sort of thing. And then I realized I actually needed to gain also skills on like how to create these courses, how to 
to facilitate groups. And so then I did another program that actually trained me on that. So it was all about skill development in areas that I just felt weak in, that I felt like I knew I could improve in. And then, you know, it was like, as I was gaining this knowledge, what's funny, and this is actually what I think most people will find, you don't like you know, wait until after you quote unquote graduate or finish a program to then go out and like pursue your endeavor. I was actually applying my skills along the way and I started to see results instantly. Whereas I was investing in myself, I was applying things as I learned them and I would see a hundred percent return <laughs> on my investment, on my investment immediately. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things you're, you're speaking to is that entrepreneurship is very much experiential learning. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So Shauna, fast, fast forward to today. How do you derive your revenue for your business? Like what, what, what are the different kinds of sources? Yeah. So, um, it was, it's what I was just speaking to and how I went from doing the one-on-one model solely as my, you know, sole source of income. And what I did was I actually created a system that, I could duplicate and bring a lot of people into virtually. And actually, I call it my hybrid system because I do a little bit of one-on-one work with individuals within it. But the majority of the the work is... um, is a group program that I conduct virtually through Zoom and then um, have a live retreat at the end that people are, can travel, if they're from all over, will travel to a destination um, for some some time together to integrate everything that we learn together. And uh, last year was my first year of launching that particular uh, system. So I went from, as I mentioned, doing the one-on-one work into that program and it just instantly changed everything for me. And so, you know, it was really um, the best decision for me anyway. You know, I had to look at what I wanted and and uh, how I wanted to conduct my business and travel and, and uh, have flexibility and freedom. And what's, the, what's been the result for your life now? So the result is actually quite tangible. And um, my big why I wanted to do this is because I am a new grandmother. And so my son and his family live in Florida, Florida, and I live in Boston. So I wanted to be able to travel down to Florida at any time that I wanted and conduct business from anywhere in the world. And last year, I must have traveled to like I feel like I traveled to four different countries, I think, last year, and then also was able to spend a lot of time, weeks on end, down uh, visiting my my son and his family without losing momentum in my business. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like a success. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, congratulations on Thank becoming you. a grandmother and congratulations on creating a business that suits your own personal needs. Yeah. Thanks so much. Shauna, whom do you know personally who has done a really remarkable job of smashing the plateau? You know, I absolutely am awe-inspired over a woman named Ani Anderson of New Way of Health. And she went from similar situation to mine. You know, we kind of had parallel stories. She ran a brick and mortar business, um, which was quite successful in her small town. It was like across, it was in New York. Uh, I can't remember the name of the town, but it was across the the water from Burlington, Vermont. So it was like Northern New York. Uh And um, she went from 
as a physical therapist running that brick and mortar with her husband to closing the doors and transferring all of her skills and recreating an online model. And now she has a company that they certify other practitioners to be able to do the work that she's done that made her such a success. Great example. Yeah. What's coming up for you in the near future, Shauna? You know, I actually am um, getting ready within the next few months to actually, not few, two months to launch the next program. And um, and so I actually have the first stage that I work with people on is clearing those belief systems. And it's a four-week um, online small class called Forgive to Live Again. And it releases the unconscious blocks that we have from our past dramas and traumas. And so that's what's uh, coming up for me. Great. Um, Shauna, if somebody wants to go deeper with anything you've shared today or access any of your resources, where would they go? They can go to shaunapelton.com and they'll be able to find me there and all of the information that I just shared. Okay. And do you have a free gift there too? Yeah, I, I do. And actually it's a life balance assessment. And, you know, oftentimes people come and they're like, I know I have this, this block. I know I feel stuck, but I don't, I don't necessarily know. I can't pinpoint the where. And so with this small, simple four part, uh, four minute assessment, it, and it's on my website and they'll see under a tab called more, you know, the life balance assessment will help them get clear on what they need to focus on. That's the most important thing to, to really um, heal or bring energy into their life. Okay. And that's uh, on shawnapelton.com. Correct. Sean, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. My guest today has been Strategic Transformation and Self-Mastery Guide, Shauna Pelton. Thank you again, Shauna, for joining us. Thank you, David. And thanks everyone for being with us. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how to be proactive rather than reactive when you're stuck in a difficult situation and how Shauna has developed her business to suit her own lifestyle needs. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them smash the plateau. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help us bring Smashing the Plateau to you for free. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.